Welcome to a successful user's bonus episode. Today, your lovable hosts perform a real live example of a jobs to be done interview. Take it away, gentlemen. It's it's Robert and my friend. Uh, my name is Samuel. Um, so Samuel recently bought a car. I have no idea even what kind of car, um, but we're going to try to nail down the specifics of how this happened and, and what motivated him and why he made the switch. Um, so with, with that said, are, are you are you ready, Samuel? I'm, I'm, I'm ready as, as regular old Samuel, not as your co-host right now. <laughs> um, I'm glad to have you I'm glad to have you on regular old Samuel. Um, well, hi and uh, thanks for participating in this interview. I'm gonna ask you some questions about your recent car purchase. If you're wondering what that sound in the background is, Robert was recording his side of the conversation in a restaurant. How's that for dedication? Um, no right or wrong answers. Just want to hear your story, the way you lived it. Um, here and there, I'm going to go really deep, get really specific about the context of the situation. Think of it like I'm you know, writing your autobiography, filming a documentary. I want to be able to get all the details right. Um, do you have any questions? Uh, none so far. All right, great. Let's get going. So, so when did you make the purchase? Uh, I made the purchase on Easter Sunday, which I just looked up, and it was April 20th. So it was uh, almost exactly one month ago. All right. So um, where, where did you make the purchase? Well, yeah, that's an interesting story. It was at Ron Tonkin Toyota here in Portland, Oregon. All right. Uh so what, uh, what what actually was the vehicle that you purchased? Well, it, uh, it, it's, a, it's a reliable, uh, semi-stylish Prius V, which is like the station wagon Prius. Okay. Is this interview over? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, I was taking a, I was taking a couple notes so I could drive things a little... Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, all good. So, tell me a little bit more about Ron Tonkin Toyota. Yeah. Um, what Like, what was the interesting story about it? Uh, well, first, I mean, let's, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna shoot this documentary, right? So, like, what, what kind of place is it? How big is it? Is it, like, steel and glass? Is it, you know, Adobe? Like, what does it look like? Kind of yeah, bring the- me in. Pretty pretty presentable. There's like a whole there's a, a road where where there's just a whole strip of car dealerships, new car deal. I guess new and used. Now that I think about it, uh, and this one was uh, very presentable. I'd say the the steel and glass sort of look is uh, it would rings true. Okay, um, so is it a pretty big place or, or like seemed, a smaller car? It seemed lot? pretty sp- sprawling. I I would assume it would be one of the bigger ones. Okay. Uh, is this is this road like on a highway or is it somewhere? It's a it's a, a boulevard route. It's a, okay. a, a, I guess a hundred. Well, it's a boulevard named 120th Avenue. So I guess it's actually an avenue, but it's big. It's a big avenue. Okay, so is this like deep in town or like on the edge of town, suburbia? Edge of town. Yep. Okay. Um, is this a place that you that you wanted to go to, uh, or was this somewhere you just ended up? 
well, yeah, so that's that's kind of the interesting story part is I did a lot of research on what different dealerships here in town uh, had as far as like different prices were concerned and then tried to figure out how much room to negotiate was based on those prices just because I was trying to find I'm trying to get I'm trying to to uh, uh, level up my negotiation skills and so I'm taking any opportunity that I can like to you know for trivial stuff so that it's that I'm better at it for the important things and this was kind of in between where I legitimately wanted to save some money but I also wanted to not just uh you know get get a get some reps in too right, right. and so what time of day were you there well, there were a couple of visits. Which which one? When I actually bought it? Yeah, the actual purchase. So we, we got there later in the afternoon and uh, wound up staying after closing. I was the, My wife and son left because it was past his bedtime, and I was there well into the night with the, the representatives getting the, the thing hammered, hammered out. Okay. Did you have uh, anything going on the next week? Like, did you have some travel plans or some people in town or anything? Not that I recall, nope. No? Okay. Um, so how did you make the purchase? Uh, just just in the store there? With the, did you have to get, like, outside financing? Did you, did you have to, like, go to the bank to get money or anything like that? No, we didn't really look into that. It was uh, it was something they they were having running a special with zero percent financing, so I I was prepared to to make a pretty big down payment if need be just to and you know increase the leverage on my side. But when it came to basically be an interest free loan, I decided to, to just ride with that. Okay. So what was the what was the first time you thought about needing a new vehicle? Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess the story there starts with the the purchase of the vehicle before before that one, uh, which was a 1984 Volvo station wagon, uh, which uh, we got used, believe it or not, um, and uh, it was uh, just one problem after the other. Which I guess you can imagine for a 30-year-old car, but it got to the point where we like to get out of town, we like to go camping, my wife likes to go visit friends who live an hour or two away, go to the coast for the day maybe, and then also just driving around town. It felt like a safe car from a, from a, a heavy armored tank sense, but not a safe car like you could get stranded on a 10-minute or two-hour trip kind of sense. Right. So okay, so so when was when was that car? I guess when did you get the car, and then when did you start thinking that maybe you needed to make a change? So we got the car. Let's see. Well, and then I guess also entering into this equation is car to go. Do you have car to go in Austin? Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a couple of those services. Yeah. So that was something where basically we wanted to have the family car, the family needs situated and then I have very light commuting needs if I just need to go downtown for a meeting or something like that. So I wound up just gravitating towards car to go just because I didn't oh and another problem with the car is that it had an exhaust smell that, that, you know, just certainly not the most professional way to show up to a meeting on many grounds. So I wound up basically stopping driving that entirely and, and was just using the quote unquote second car uh as the car to go service. Right. Okay. Um, so I think so, you, so I think when, you guys, when that started, uh, or when we bought that the old car, 
Uh, I don't really yeah. remember. About, about like a year, year and a half before the new one. Okay. Um, and then how how quickly did you start thinking that maybe you you needed to make a change? I guess it was a gradual thing, sort of a, a death by a thousand cuts, except in the form of one big repair bill after another. Um, also, just the uh, the the anxiety of being able to of being stranded uh, weighed on us, and then the exhaust smell made us worried that we were poisoning our child. So that added some urgency to it as well. Okay, um, so when did you first start looking? For something to solve those problems, so I, I think that that was a very, very, uh, I guess the, I know the term passive, passively looking, very passive at the beginning. Uh, really, what I remember as the very first time that we went from just talking about it to like, well, let's see what's out there, was I did some internet searches for best camping car because I thought that a camping car. We like to go camping. That was the that was one of the bigger pain points. Is we just we had to rent a car because we just had so little faith in the station in the old station wagon. Right. So what if instead of renting cars, which economically, if you're going camping four times a five times a year, you can rent a car for two hundred bucks, and it's not going to be like the same as buying a brand new car, or at least yeah. you can you can push that forward several years down the line. So right. So I started just by looking at oh maybe we could get like a nice camping car though. So. The the idea of like uh, the 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 rubber interior that you can hose down thought that would be good because we have dogs and a and a three year old who makes a mess sometimes and we go camping and haul firewood or get things dirty I thought having a rugged utilitarian car would be would be that was the entryway so I literally did a Google image search or I did an image a Google search for best camping car and then I also did an image search for like rubber back of car or something along those lines just because like that was the one thing that i initially focused on very naively okay um so how long ago would you say that internet search happened uh good question um i'd say this has probably been about six months in the making okay um and what you were you doing an internet search were you with anybody was the wife around or no, just like a late night thing. Maybe we had mentioned it, like you know, she or I might have been noticing cars on the on the street and being like, "Oh, that would be kind of cool." But very, yeah, very much like maybe someday we'll make a make a decision on this. But in the meantime, just so more for entertainment, I guess I would say, musing. Right? Did you tell her about it like the next day after you'd done the search? I don't recall. Okay. Do you know, was was there something that triggered you to do the search at all? You're just hanging out, or did you see an ad maybe, or anything? Were you going camping soon? You know, I mean, maybe on a subconscious sense, maybe I had seen a YouTube ad or something like that, but there's nothing, nothing that comes to mind. Okay. Um, so... Where where did you go from there? What sorts of th- what was the next step and and looking for something to solve the problem after the internet search? Well, I, we basically just put it to bed for a while and just tried to keep a stiff upper lip and ride it out with the with the old uh, right. terrible car. Right, cars to go rent something, yep. to make it work. 
Yeah. yeah. And and so around that time was also when I was launching my consultancy and also more importantly writing the book. And so that was something uh if we were to fast forward to where we got really kicked into gear with with trying to make make this purchase happen was I distinctly remember I was about a month out from my book launch date and was working around the clock trying to make the deadlines and everything and the car what did we do well we were trying to figure out like can because every, every we would take it to like all these different places and we're like guys when we drive around it smells terrible we can't roll the windows down there's also this problem with the car where the heater wouldn't turn off so we know summer's coming there's a there's some there's a little time element there uh we know the clock's kind of ticking where we're gonna have to either suffer with heat being blasted at us in the summer or roll down the windows and get gassed and and so we're like well let's try to get one of these problems solved uh particularly the the exhaust one because even with the windows up it wasn't great and we took it from one place to the other to the other and everybody was just like yeah it looks like a nice old Volvo you got there nobody could fix the problem or even seemed like it they wouldn't even you know it wasn't a problem it was a 30 year old car to them yeah. yeah, and so maybe and maybe that's the case, but once again, like I mean, I, I know my lips would tingle when I would drive around in it. That didn't seem like a good, a good uh, arrangement. So All right, maybe so, that's just the beard tickle. I don't know. It would only only in the Volvo though. Only when I was driving around, oh, okay. it was like a chemical reaction or something, or maybe it was completely in my head. But the at at, at some point that, we that were matters like, though. What's that? So that matters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We could we could go we could go deep on like what is what even is reality? What do, do what, what we sense versus <laughs> well, what we well, perceive? Easy, Samuel. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. So. You're gonna get me back on track. Um. But uh. So yeah. So looking at we're like, look, this this exhaust issue with this car needs to be resolved, or we need to not drive this car anymore. And we took it okay. into. So- to a mechanic. When, when did that happen? Uh, like how long ago? Yeah. It, it, it was just you kind of an ongoing thing. About where... a, a year ago, you you bought the car. You're kind of worried about it. Six months later, so we're looking. You're by yourself, you're we're, doing an internet search. Yeah, we're looking at uh, mid mid to late February, I'd say. Okay. So we get to this point where, like, look, this thing just needs to be fixed. We take it into the, a reputable mechanic. We've had a relationship, but it, they were also like the third person that we had to take a look at it. And we're like, look, we just want this thing to be fixed. Also, what would it cost to have the heater not always be on? Things like that. And they did an inspection of the car and came back and said, there are some pretty pretty big problems with, what was it? The, the water pump and... Something else. Basically, they found two problems that were totally unrelated to the problems that we wanted them to, to resolve and said that, like, they really wouldn't recommend driving it until those two things were fixed. And that bill came to over $1,000. Um, okay. And so in, in this scenario, we probably could have just nursed it along. And I don't know if it was as severe as they thought it was or whatever, but we were in a position where... You know, my wife and son need to drive around town. I was working crazy long hours trying to get the book written. Uh, you know, also not taking on as much consulting work at the time. So we were trying to stretch our money. So it wasn't, it was really terrible timing. But 
I didn't really have enough time to dive into it and was just like, look, let's just cut a check. Even if it's not the smartest thing to do, at least we're not, we don't need more worry on top of us right now. And then as soon as the book goes out, let's, let's make this basically the last time that we pay for a repair for this car. Right. Okay. Um, so, so then you started, you know, seriously thinking about looking what, what was your next step in looking for a solution? So the car, I mean, sorry. So the book went out, uh, late March and the, I would say early April, mid April, we, I started really looking in earnest, uh, as far as the inner, the interchange between my wife and I. I think she, we kind of took it independently, but I think she really wanted me to run the show with it, so I did. Okay. So what kind of, what kind of research did you do? How much would you, how many hours did you say you put in? Uh, just over the course of the, the, basically the month that I spent investing yeah, in it. Yeah, just after you started seriously looking, what, how much time would you say you... Quite a lot. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, it was something. It was something that was really kind of coming to a head. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe. Well, wait. Let me. I'm trying to remember. Hmm. Because there was some sort of reason why we needed to get it right then and there, and I can't remember what it was. I'll see if I can uh, over the course of this okay. thing. But th- there was something to it where it's like, let's just do this now and get it over with and just be done with it. can't remember what it was, but it was something where I was like, I'm just going to take a majority of the week and just really do a deep dive. And that probably stretched over two weeks now that I think about it. So I don't know, maybe upwards of 60 hours, 40 to 60, something like that. All right. Um, And what, what, how did you look for a solution here? So I'm not very smart when it comes to cars. So there was a lot of just educating on what sort of cars hold their value well, which ones are most reliable, uh, which ones, you know, if I'm going to evaluate the trade-offs between something that is, uh, you know, lower cost of repairs versus better gas mileage, what, what's the smarter play there? I watched a lot of YouTube videos of, like, how fast the car goes from zero to 60, which probably was not the, not the most hardcore research. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds fun. Yeah. And so, you know, from there it was really a question of, we already had the dynamic of, uh, I, I, I guess the biggest, the biggest paradigm shift, how we went from, uh, which cars have a, have rubber in the back of them to the car that we got was realizing that we could still always just rent a car and, and take that out camping or, or whatever. So what we, we, we didn't really need to invest a lot of money in a car that we would be using all the time that had qualities that we'd only be using very little of the time. Right. So instead, you know, certain things like gas mileage became a, a big thing. But the first car that we really settled on was a Subaru Forester. There are quite a few of them around here in Portland. Few people in our neighborhoods had them. And we thought, you know, that looks like that looks like the kind of car that we would have. It's got a roof rack. It's nice and you know spacious in the back. I could see us. I could picture us inside that, doing everything from going to get groceries to going camping. It seemed like the right kind of car. Um, so that was the first one that I really researched in earnest. And, and then things came up like, 
do we really need all-wheel drive all the time, or is that something, especially living in Portland, you get, like, snow maybe a couple days of the year at most. What are we really going to be using all-wheel drive for otherwise? Maybe we could get something that had a better safety rating or had better mileage. Well, so then, so then it was like, and then do we want to go scale it towards comparable cars or, or go for a bigger one or a smaller one? Because then if we're still going to rent a car to go camping, then we don't need a really spacious interior. We could just, uh, we could, so then we started looking at like a Volkswagen Golf or things like that. Right. What, what made you switch to a Golf? I mean, did you go drive a Forester and you didn't, you didn't feel right about it or was the price tag not what you wanted or was there something that made you? Uh, I think it was really just looking at the, the price tag was right around in that range. And so then what I started doing was comparing it to other cars that were in that range and uh-huh. and seeing how they stacked up. So there was like some site that ranks cars based on different categories, like uh, uh, what's the word? Consumer uh, reports or something? No, like the I'm trying to think of example categories. There was one that I spent um, crossover SUV was a category. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so the Forester ranked. It was kind of like, eh. like almost all the ratings were just like, eh, I don't know. It's it's a it's it's a boring outdoorsy family car. That's that's what you're looking for, which it basically was. But you know, you're going to be investing in a car, probably going to have it for at least several years. Maybe maybe we could make a, a smarter guess that all of the experts are more enthusiastic about. So then we looked at something like the Golf, where if all we're doing doing is you know, 95% of the time driving around town, running errands or getting from place A to place B, maybe the golf would make more sense, get better mileage. Maybe it was a little bit cheaper or, or at least a higher quality experience at the same price, as opposed to just buying something that wasn't super relevant, uh, all the time for us. Right. Okay. So when did you get on to a, a Prius? So, so yeah, so it, it went from there to, well, if you are going to get a Volkswagen, what you really might want to get is a Volkswagen, uh, oh, what is it called? Jetta Sport Wagon. And that was something yeah. that all the experts were really enthusiastic about. It got really high ratings across the board, especially on the things that were really important to us. It was diesel, it was manual, which was important to us at the time, um... And it was a station wagon, so it could serve a lot of our purposes. It was more than we needed for a lot of things, but it was also just what we needed for a few things. So that worked out well. And then we went and, and test drove that. Um, oh, so that so that pulled us out of the crossover SUV category and also out of the tiny hatchback category like the Golf was. And so we were looking you know, squarely at, at like a station wagon at that point. And the two real standouts were... The sport wagon from Volkswagen, and then the the Prius V, which is like the extended, the stretched out version of a Prius. And uh, so then we were basically comparing those. It was a little bit more apples to apples at that point, instead of just like, what if we got any car? So we looked at. Right. Um, then we could say the mileage on this one is better highway, but the mileage for this one is better for street driving. What is that called? City, I guess. City, um, yeah. And then, you know, this one is safer for these reasons, but this one's gotten a safe, higher safety reason for, or rating for these reasons. Uh, so we were able to compare you, those. What's that? Did you, go, did you go drive a sport wagon? Holy mackerel.
What a cliffhanger. Tune into the next bonus episode to hear the shocking answer to this question.